Hi there, and welcome to the Let's Thrive podcast. My name is Emily Feichels, and I started this page to inspire, educate, and empower any who listen. Like most people, I'm a curious soul and love to chat with my guests on all things health, wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I hope you'll stick around for a time or two, and with that said, let's thrive. Cue the dramatic music because it's the end of a decade, a new year, and we're officially in 2020. Well, we will be when you're listening to this episode. Now, I know this whole end of the decade, new year thing has been getting a lot of hype everywhere. And if you're like me, you might be possibly getting a little done with it. You know, it's kind of like, let's just start this new year and see what happens. But I cannot help but be excited because this just feels like a big year. I've had this feeling for a while now, and then after talking to a few friends in astrology, human design, whatever you believe, whatever, uh, and they've all confirmed that there are a lot of signs pointing that 2020 will be a big year for all of us. So let's see what happens there. And I wanted to do this recap episode because there's just so much that 2019 brought me and there's so much to come to 2020 and I just wanted this episode to really honor everything that 2020 did bring me and what it meant to me and it is also the perfect time for the launch and new branding of the podcast and me let's thrive the podcast and my Instagram and all that other fun jazz has been rebranded new year new me eh no it's not new me, it's same old me, but I just, I really felt I needed a change, I wanted something unique, and you heard me talk about this in the last podcast episode, I believe, so I won't go too much into it, but yeah, so this is going to be a little recap of my 2019 year, which was quite crazy, um, the more I think about it, (laughs) and a sneak peek at what's coming in 2020, which is exciting. So, I have to start out by saying that first, 2019 went by so fast. I know people say that every year, but this time it's actually extremely, very much so true, at least for me. So, let's see. Starting back in January of 2019, it was rough. er, January is my birthday month, and January 14th to be exact, and it's always a rough month for me. It's after the holidays, uh, those, like, seasonal depression sets in, the post-holidays blues sets in, and it's always been hard for me because all I want for my birthday is for my mom to be here baking me a cake, and obviously that isn't coming true, so every year, even though I go above and beyond to make myself happy on my birthday, it just doesn't hit home the same. So January is always a rough month for me, And it was also a climactic month for my um, symptoms. So back then, we did not know that I had hep C. So everything just seemed like I was either going crazy or I was really sick and nobody knew what it was. I honestly thought I was losing my mind because the brain fog, the anxiety, the seasonal depression, and the insomnia just threw me in loopholes mentally. I couldn't focus. I couldn't think clearly. My memory was actually getting alarmingly bad, so much so that my brother and dad even noticed it without me saying. Besides that, I had extreme gut issues, (laughs) food allergies started to happen, food made me nauseous, wasn't hungry, I was overly hungry, I was emotionally eating, I was gaining weight, losing weight, my hair was falling out, it was just insane. I didn't know what was happening. 
it was like, uh, it was like a whirlwind. I can't even explain it. That was my like bad month. The fatigue was so bad. So yeah, anyway, January, what a month. Okay, so then into February was the month I was still feeling not good, but I launched the podcast. And I think that was a critical turning point for me because it forced me to not focus on my health issues. Now, I know this is a dilemma that many of you will relate to. When you're sick and not feeling good, you do not always have the energy or the brain power to do something to distract yourself, such as working or, you know, going out or traveling, whatever. So what do you do? You are home trying to rest and heal. At the same time, that means all of your focus is on you and how you feel. So it's it's kind of a not good situation to be in, I don't think, and I don't see a remedy for it, but nevertheless, I was lucky enough to be able to do the podcast from home, so I was able to rest and really hide how horrible I felt from the world while also working, so it was a blessing in disguise. Now, mind you, launching a podcast is not easy. I have a lot of people come to me for starting one, and the first thing I say is that you better be dedicated because it is work if you want it to be up to standards that I wanted mine to be. So (laughs) that was a very good distraction for me. And, you know, February is just dead ass of winter. There's nothing to celebrate (laughs) unless if you're single, especially with Valentine's Day there. So the podcast did keep me occupied and that was good. Then in March, I had this amazing freak encounter where I was lucky enough to win this like weird thing to attend Expo West, which if you don't know what that is, it's this um, like big food natural products expo conference in California. And it's just something I, I mean, I dreamed of going to that for like the last six years. So to be able to go and get like free pass and like, it was amazing. However, it was, you know, also horrible in its own right. (laughs) My health issues were increasing and Although they paid for my pass to the event, I still had to pay for travel and lodging, which once you add up the prices, it kind of gives you a big guilt trip of, why did I do this? Anyway, I also lost my laptop full of podcast files and LAX, which is a big fat punch in the face from Karma, because if you don't know LAX, LAX is the land of the lost, and my Airbnb, when I arrived did not have heat and it was cold and it was, it felt unsafe and I was all alone and my computer was missing. So anyway, that trip was a little bit of a mess, but it was also a blessing in disguise. I wound up having a blast, learned a lot about myself, learned a lot of important life lessons, came home. And for the rest of March, I was just content to be home. I was also getting a lot of testing done to start to figure out what my health issues were. Come April, it was once more just a month where I focused on podcasting, and my health issues. So at this time, I found a functional medicine doctor, which was so expensive, so expensive. Insurance covered like two things, and the rest were all on me. Thankfully, my dad helped as he is my parent and he loves me. So, you know, that was nice. Um, The test results he gave me is what prompted some future revelations, But nevertheless, when we, like, met, because it was digital, because I live in the middle of freaking nowhere, um, he first wanted me to do the supplement regimen to see if my symptoms would go away. But I knew in my heart it was more than just, like, little symptoms. Like, I knew I had something 
chronic autoimmune, like I, I'm, I'm smart. I'm a lot smarter than I may seem when I do these uh, not so intellectual episodes, but I am smart and I know medical stuff. I've been around it all my life. And so I knew I had something else. I just didn't know what. He didn't want to listen and coerced me into buying $500 worth of supplements. Uh, I was taking like 23 pills a day. Did they help with some symptoms? Yes. But guess what? The moment I stopped them, they all came back because I was right. It was something more, which is what lead led to the month of May. So in May, I wound up traveling to Texas to, to meet my uh, soul sister from across the country, Kaylee, on the West Coast. And we ended up staying with our friend Casey down there. And it was there that Casey's husband... And I, like, we, we had a conversation at dinner the one night. Casey started it, and then I started, I was explaining my symptoms, and he wasn't making much of it, and then her husband wasn't making much of my symptoms because they were so random, just as every other doctor was. And then I mentioned one last piece, and it, like, clicked. I saw his face change. He led me to find the right doctor, and it was then in June that I finally visited a liver specialist, which was something I kind of had a feeling would happen all along, but I never could actually prove my stuff was related to something with the liver. So it was actually kind of like a breath of relief. However, when I went there, they they didn't seem too worried. Now, I am a very, I hate to even say this, but I'm going to say it in quotes. I'm a very healthy person in quotes, Okay. I do everything I can to take care of my body because I felt like shit for two years with undiagnosed chronic hepatitis C. So when I went to them, my symptoms were pretty much at bay from the outward appearance. Now, if I were to start living like a human, normal human being, I'd probably wind up on a hospital bed because my symptoms would be raging so bad. So once I really shared with them everything I was feeling and had gone through. They started to look closer, um, and they actually diagnosed me with two, possibly, two terminal progressive illnesses. Um, well, it was very weird because the two that they picked were two that I've actually had a fear of for all my life because I know people who have had them, and they have um, not a very pleasant end. So to have them say that I could have them, and it was highly possible, in their words, uh, really screwed with my mind. I spent that month of June um, honestly contemplating whether, like, what I would do if I was diagnosed with a terminal progressive illness. And that isn't really a fun thing to do in June when you're 19 years old. Nevertheless, um, about a week before I left for vacation, the test came back that it was neither of the big scary ones, but just chronic hepatitis C. And they probably never saw someone smile with that diagnosis like they did with me. I was just happy that it wasn't the other two. That, my friends, is gratitude for the little things. (laughs) So in July, I knew it was only chronic hep C, but they said there could still be some possibility of liver damage. So Still kind of scary, but nevertheless, I went on a family vacation, and then I attended an almost 30 podcast retreat that actually changed my life. I don't even know if I could, like, explain it in words, and I probably won't put it in here because I have to edit this, and I'm a little behind, so I'm not going to go into too much detail, but that 
that retreat changed me. Like, I came home a new person. My dad and my brother even picked up on it, and I've been changed ever since in a in a good way, a better way. So that was amazing. August was same, same. Health wasn't doing too good. Doctors were, like, it, it was slow going to get more answers. And then in September, I started my treatment for chronic hepatitis C. So if you're curious, like, why I had chronic hepatitis C, because it has some not so pleasant, like, the typical ways of contracting it aren't some, aren't activities I engage in. So people are oftentimes confused as to why I have it. That is another long story that you can find in a podcast episode, like, eight back, I think. Um, long story short, my mom was, she was getting treated for cancer. There was an outbreak of hep C on her floor, hospital floor, because a nurse was using needles. She contracted the virus. It led to liver cancer, which killed her. I somehow got it from her in that time and lived with it for nine years until it was triggered my senior year of high school. I had it raging in my body for about a year and a half to two years before they finally found it, thanks to my friend Casey from Texas from Instagram's husband. Now that, my friends, is a story. I'm joking, no. Instagram saved my life. They should be paying me. Or no, I should be paying them. But still. Okay, so back on track. Um, Yeah, so September. I started my treatment. Very powerful drugs. I didn't want to do it, but there's no other real way to do it now. And if you don't get the hep C out of your blood, it can get worse, you can get others sick, and I had no choice, so I did it, and it actually helped with my symptoms. Um, The symptoms I've been having for so long started to recede, life was good, I had energy, the podcast was starting to take off, I finished my treatment in November and got back the first of three tests stating that I was clear of hep C in my blood, which is a cure in their sight, I actually had the energy and stamina to get a, like, job job, part-time job, but I actually got two of them, so that was fun. And then in late November, early December, I really thought I was better. And then, like, little symptoms started to trickle back in, and I would not allow myself to believe they meant anything, but they kept coming back and back. So now I'm waiting for the third test to see if the hep C is actually finally gone. And then, and that actually, I'll be getting that test the day this podcast episode comes out, so send me some good thoughts. Uh, So 2020 is the year I finally reclaim my health, let's hope. So that was a big long recap of 2019, and I realize most of it has to do with my health now that I finished speaking, but truth be told, uh, 2019 was a year to figure out my health issues. That was a resolution I wrote back at the beginning of 2019 and here we are. So I'm happy to say that in 2019 I discovered my chronic hepatitis C. I traveled to New York City, to Austin, Texas, Dallas, Texas, uh, Los Angeles, Santa Monica, Marina Del Rey. I launched my own podcast. I got two jobs. I did branding, went to Malibu, went on a retreat, really came to terms with the last, with some last lingering thoughts from my orthorexic days of being obsessed with health, and I just, I honestly feel like a new person. And so, with that said, I'm just going to go over some few things that I did learn. Health is everything, and I don't mean X weight or X size or anything like that. 
I mean health as in having energy to do the everyday things, to eat what you want without stomach issues, to have glowing skin and strong hair, to have your body's organs function properly, for a natural cycle, for good sleep, for a content mind. Without our health, we have only a fraction of what our lives could be, so treasure it. And if it needs improving, work for it. But do not mix health for what your body image is. They are not the same. Next lesson, community and connection is absolutely necessary. No matter how much of an introvert you think you are, nobody is meant to be truly alone. Yes, we need our alone time to recharge and be our authentic selves with ourselves, but even an island in the middle of the ocean is never alone. It has an entire ecosystem living and thriving to keep it alive, and just like us humans, we need that. We need some connection, we need some communication, we need some community. It's how, it's how we thrive, people. This can be in person, it can be online, either way works. Find the people that truly support you, uplift you, empower you, and speak the truth to you. Somebody that agrees with your every word because they're just sucking up to you is not somebody that you necessarily need around you. You need someone that calls out the hard shit yet still loves you for it nevertheless. I've done this now and I have women in my community whom I've stayed with all over the United States. I've been with them in San Francisco, LA, Dallas, Austin, New York City, and in 2020 I'll be staying with friends that I've made and community I've crafted in Florida, Colorado, San Diego, Boston, and more. It's amazing what can come to you and happen for you when you make community and connections like this. They are the people that have texted me on the hard days. They've supported me relentlessly and I'll forever be grateful for the community that a silly little app called Instagram has given me. Next lesson, change is is inevitable. You can either face it, embrace it, and grow from it, or you can ignore it, let it destroy you, and not see the end of the rainbow, so to speak. I know it's an age-old saying, but with change comes growth, and we all need to grow lest we will wither and die like a flower. Sorry if that's morbid. Next, travel is good for the soul. Get out, explore, learn life lessons, and seek adventure. If you don't have the money to do so, save up. Maybe someday you can, or travel where you can. Can you walk to a new part of your neighborhood? Can you drive somewhere an hour away? By travel, I mean adventure too. Adventure can be found in many ways, so just you do you, buddy. Last, do not let fear define you and or hold you back. (laughs) The first time I faced a fear that was going to define me and hold me back was when I left college. And ever since then, since that moment that I faced that fear that was holding me back, I didn't let it control me, magical things have happened. I would never believe my life would be what it is now, but I did it, and I haven't always faced those fears, but I usually wind up facing them at one point or another because they will always reappear. So, my saying, just go for it, get it done, and get it over with. (laughs) Now, to conclude this episode, uh, let's move on to what's coming in 2020 for me, for the podcast, for you, for Let's Thrive in general. So, I'm launching a health mentorship program in my local community, and as some of you originals may know, I think I talked about it in past episodes, but I earned my IIN certification. And although I disagree with about 70% of the course, I do want to help people in my local town find an approach to health that doesn't involve diets or detox or trends or any of that shit that ruins the body and mind. 
I'm finishing up my program layout formats and then Let's Thrive, the health mentorship program will be available. I haven't really talked about that on my Instagram or even on here that much because as of now, it is only going to be for my local community, I believe. Unless you are listening to this and you'd like to be involved, message me because I don't really know what the interest level is until I try. So we will see. It is going to be virtual, so I suppose I could work with people that are outside my local area, but we'll see. We'll see. Then the podcast is expanding. As well as with the new branding, I'm also shifting things slightly. When I started this, it was intended to be focused on health and wellness and entrepreneurship and all of that. But what I realized over time was that I was I was crafting my podcast based off of what I knew, off of what I knew was safe, off of what I knew others were doing, what worked. I had a handful of guests. I had a list of guests I wanted. But what I realized over time was that that wasn't me. They were guests that I was choosing because I thought they delivered something in particular. I heard them on another podcast, whatnot, this, 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 and this. All these thoughts, all these things I thought I had to do to be successful until I realized that I'm, that's not me. My talent is storytelling. I've always, I've always been a storyteller, whether people knew it or not. And my passion lies in sharing the stories of those people to help others. So when I have a guest on, I'm not interviewing them for facts and this and that. I don't have an end goal. I like to go into the interview with a few topics and we just let it flow. I want to hear their story. I want us to weave a story with intricate intricate highs and lows and laughs and deep things and I want it to captivate you and keep you interested and teach you something at the end. So Thus, I'm deeming myself a holistic storyteller of sorts, and that's where I really hope to take this podcast direction in. In this, I'll also be taking the podcast on the road with me. This means in-person interviews and live events with guests in their local communities. I'll be doing some in New York, LA, Texas, Colorado, Florida, and maybe more. We'll see. I'm excited for this, but also nervous. Podcasting in real life is much different than my current setup at home, which scares me, but I'm up for the challenge. As I said before, do not let fear hold you back nor define you. I'm also going to be doing more writing in 2020. My goal is to get two published pieces. I don't know where, I don't know how, but I'm determined to do so. I also want to be a guest on other podcasts, share my story, work with new brands, and create more for my community. I just feel like 2020 is a big year to be creative, to create more community, to cultivate relationships, and to just get out there in the world, really show the world who Emily Feichels is. So we'll see where that goes. And, And last but not least, possibly a move. I'm very content in my hometown, but at the same time, I found that when you're content, you don't always have the opportunity to grow as much as you'd like. And I think I'm ready to grow. So there are some places that are still relatively near to my home, yet they're also 30 minutes away from a Whole Foods, if not closer. And that's, so who knows, you know, who knows, but that's something else that I almost didn't add, but I just decided to because I truly think that the words you speak are powerful and who knows, maybe by saying that out loud, something will pop up into my life. But no matter what, change is in the air and I'm ready for it as I hope you are too. 
Thank you for all the support you've given me in 2019 for the show, for sharing it, and spreading the love. I appreciate it more than you know, and I'm sending a big hug of gratitude your way. Everything from the reviews, the rates, the subscribes, the all, all that good stuff, it, it means the world to me, to the podcast, and to the work I'm trying to put out into the world. So cheers to 2020, and I'm excited to see where this year takes all of us. There's room for everyone to grow, and there's room for everyone to change. So get ready, happy new year, and let's make something great of 2020.